Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. I am so glad that you are here today because today we are joined by a very special guest talking all about how you can find work that fits your life. Yes, I know. You know, this show is definitely for working moms, and we talk about all the things that working moms have to balance, but but the biggest part of our time, one of the things that takes a lot of our energy is our job. And over the course of the last year, going, you know, back into 2020 and, and through now, there's a lot of us that have been working from home or have had our work life disrupted in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you've stepped away from your work to be able to take care of your kids. And now that the kids are going back to school, you're ready to go back to work and looking for what that next step is. The thing that I think is most liberating for us as working moms is to redefine our sense of success. Yeah, we talk about redefining balance all the time, but a big part of that is really coming to terms with what success looks like for us, given our circumstances, and knowing that that definition, just like balance, is going to shift season to season as we progress through our life. Now, today I'm joined by special guest Catherine Solomon. Now, Catherine has been on the show before, and I am not even joking when I say I recommend her website to people all the time, like probably once or twice a week in different Facebook groups or people I'm talking with. I refer people to Catherine because her website is full of resources for women to find work that is balanced, that's flexible. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about all of those different types of flexible work that you could be finding, how you can prepare yourself for a job search if you are needing to, or how to negotiate with your current employer, with your current job that you're doing to get a little bit more flexibility. Now, Catherine is a career coach, an author, and a speaker. I have her book. I love it. In fact, I might even be giving away a copy over on our Facebook page. So make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash Your Life Rocks. I will link to it down below as well in this podcast episode. So make sure you go and check it out because we're gonna give away of this a copy of this book because I think it's so full of resources to help you out wherever you are in looking for work or just finding more flexibility in the current job that you have. Now, before I get into my interview with Catherine, I do want to just say from a personal standpoint, I had a job once upon a time for the majority of my career that was super not flexible. In fact, a series of jobs that were super very much not flexible, meaning a lot of travel, a lot of time away from home. And I loved those jobs. There was nothing wrong with those jobs. But I just came to a point in my life where it didn't fit anymore with what I wanted out of life. And so I went through the process that Catherine kind of talks about a little bit in this episode and made some changes for more flexible work. Now, I will tell you, and I say this just because sometimes we kind of think like the grass is always greener. My stress level in my current job is still really high. Yeah, it's super flexible and it fits in with my life, but I'm still working 50 hours a week sometimes. Sometimes it feels like more. And, you know, it's a great life, but it's always going to have some of these other things. When I left my last job, Actually, I had a friend tell me, 
You can change your environment, but you can't change what's inside of you. And I know for myself that I am someone who pushes myself and strives and I'm always working hard towards things. And over the course of the last couple of years, I have come to terms with the fact that God has made me this way, and this is how I can use my special gifts and talents by working and honoring Him instead of fighting against myself. And that has made my stress level go down considerably by just accepting who I am. Now, I say that because sometimes I hear people on the other end of the spectrum where they feel like they kind of want to be working part-time or they want to be more with their family, but they feel this pressure to be working more or to be piling it on more or striving for more. And that is why I say it's all about really defining what your version of success looks like, not what other people are doing or what other people are saying, but truly what fits for you. Now, I do want to remind you, if you are looking for more content about helping you grow in your career, whether it's be flexible work or getting organized, time management, whatever that might be, I hope you head over to YouTube. We have a playlist there for All of our past podcast episodes are about career, but also other videos that are in that same playlist that I show you the way that I set up my time management system for work, or we talk about different leadership books or self-development books that help you in your career, all on that playlist. So you can go there and get all of the career information that you need. And you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash YouTube to subscribe. All right. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Catherine. Catherine, welcome back to the Redefining Balance podcast. I am so excited to have you on today talking about work and making work fit in with our lifestyle. But before we get into everything that you have to share with us today, tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and the work that you do. Well, it's great to be back, Jenny. Thank you for having me. And basically, I am a career coach, and I also consider myself a work-life expert because I am always helping women stay in or get back in to the workforce through flexible work that fits their lives. And I'm a career coach. I've written a book called Ambition Redefined, Why the Corner Office Doesn't Work for Every Woman and What to Do Instead. And I've also just launched a new online community, uh, which is called the Four Jobs Club. And what that means is that I am acknowledging, because I don't think that it is widely discussed enough, that women who work as in a paid job don't just have one job. They have up to four jobs. They have their paid job and they have caring for children, aging parents, and households. So it can be as many as four jobs. So um, I'm very excited about this new community where really smart women are helping other really smart women figure out how to blend work and life. I love it. I love it. And I love that this is something that you're really passionate about. And thank you so much for championing working moms everywhere and all of the work you do, the books that you write when you're out speaking. And really, the biggest thing I want to thank you for, Catherine, that I said before we started recording, I share this information all of the time uh, with people, your information all of the time, because you really point people to the right resources that make a difference, like how to actually find a job that works in with your life. So thank you so much for everything that you do on behalf of all working moms. 
Well, I really do love it and um, excited to give some more tips today. I love it. I love it. Now, the first question I have for you is quite simply, how do we make work fit life? Because I think that this is the big struggle that we have sometimes as working moms is that we we have a passion for something or we have a job that we love. We want to be able to use our gifts and talents that God gave us to give back to the world and to support our family. Sometimes it's a true financial need, like we have to work. But then, like you said, we have all these other jobs that are waiting around the corner for us, our kids and taking care of the house and so many other things. And so what does that look like to find a job that fits life? Well, really, the first thing that everyone has to think about is that flexible work has many different definitions. So you really can't just say, I want to work in a flexible way. You have to really think about what that means to you and and what kind of work is really going to fit your life. Women, so many women still believe that work is still that classic definition of full-time inflexible work and and really even more than full-time and going to an employer's office. You know, now with the pandemic, so many women have been asking for, which is the ability to work at home, But what we're finding is that working at home is great from the standpoint that you're often cutting out a long commute, but it often is still not enough flexibility. And it can be even crazier to work at home uh, because you have your work staring at you 24-7 and there are lots of interruptions with children and husbands and everybody doing their schooling and they're working under one roof and there's less childcare often, less household help. So it's gotten really crazy. But again, it's, it's starting from square one and saying, okay, what's the best flexible work for me? So flexible work can still be that permanent full-time job but it may be in addition to working at home as many of us are and and may continue to for a, a long while. But it has to be thought of in terms of the structure of your day and the and the hours that you work. But it is very much still possible to have flexibility within a full-time structure. And for women who, you know, really uh, want and need that full-time compensation as well as as well as benefits that's a, a necessary thing to figure out the um the full-time flexibility then there are part-time jobs and lots of times women will think that if we're talking about a flexible job it means a part-time job well you know yes that is one of the options um and one of the great things is that if you work for a company that has 50 employees or more and you work 30 at least 30 hours a week, you are eligible for employee benefits. And that's something that not everybody knows. Um, so you can cut down your hours, especially if you're working more than 40 hours, um, down to 30. And then you have a part-time job, which in and of itself, having fewer hours offers a lot of flexibility. Telecommuting is is a, a flexible work option. Obviously, that's very widespread right now. There are job shares, not as common, but they are growing. Um, and that's a, a great possibility 
if you really love your job and you just can't take all the hours and you have someone who you respect and work well with um, and, and you have complementary work styles, um, you can propose a job share. And I always mention Work Muse, um, which is a company to look into if you are interested in a job share because they are really the foremost experts in, in how to set those up. There are compressed work weeks. So you could say it would be helpful to me to work fewer days, but perhaps longer hours so that, you know, maybe you can have a, a Friday or a Monday off, um, which having that one more free day other than the weekend might might be helpful to you. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. And then the other option are freelance assignments, which can be occasional or, you know, setting up a, a consulting practice, which is often more long term. Lots of times women set up an LLC. Um, you get involved in, in longer term projects um, and initiatives. And there's a lot of flexibility in being a freelancer or a consultant because you're basically, you know, setting your own hours and, and deciding how many projects you want to take on. And, you know, this is a, a route that lots of women are taking, um, especially now that so many women have lost jobs. You know, we're in a, um, a higher unemployment time. It is becoming harder to find that traditional full-time job, um, especially as you start moving up the ladder. There are fewer and fewer. So the idea of you know being on your own and and developing your own little business um, can be you know a, a great option. And then so those are six different kinds of flexibility. And then what I haven't talked about are the endless entrepreneurial options that women would have. I think of being a consultant and being a freelancer also falling under the umbrella of entrepreneurialism. But when I talk about, you know, starting a business, I'm also thinking about, you know, my friend who has a high-end jewelry business or another friend who has a landscaping business another friend who has an antique print business, you know, and there are just endless ways um, that you can start your own business. So that's really number seven. So you have to think about which one is really going to fit my life. And that's one of the things that I, I do in my book, Ambition Redefined, I kind of have a, a checklist and a chart of if you want this, then think about this kind of flexible work. If you want that, then think about that kind of flexible work. Um, because, you know, there, as with anything else in life, um, there are trade-offs and there are decisions that you have to make. But my point is that really there has never been a better time for women to find the work that fits their lives. It, it, there's really something for everyone in every situation. And, and you really have to open your mind, you know, well past, well, you know, the only way I can work is in a full-time job. 
Yeah. And I love that you went through all of those different options because I do think that sometimes we think about flexible work as either a mirror of what we know someone else is doing. For example, if there's someone in our family or in our social circle that maybe works part-time or does work from home or or kind of works on a non-traditional schedule, whether it be working odd hours or taking an extra Friday or a Monday off, like we kind of get pigeonholed into one idea of what flexible is. And when we kind of take those blinders off and realize it can be a million different things, like whatever really fits your your lifestyle and your family, I think it almost feels a little bit disbelief for people because you you always think work has to be a certain way. I mean, I remember when I started my career path, you know, it was not only just you had to work 40 plus hours. It was probably more like 50 hours in the office, but you also had to wear like nylons. Like that was part of the dress code. And I haven't worn (laughs) nylons in gosh, over a decade, but you know, that was, that was what job was. And it gave me great satisfaction, but it was also such a huge part of my identity. And, you know, as I've developed in my career and now I have a very flexible job, I I work well beyond full-time still, but it is very flexible and allows me to do things for your life rocks and be there for my kids and all of these things. But it was definitely a journey getting here. And it was a change in my identity at every single step. Because even when I think back to the last corporate job I had, it kind of fulfilled a different part of me. It made me feel differently about myself than now when I'm working from home in my sweats most of the time. You know, it's it's a very different identity that you have to get used to. And I think a lot of people have struggled. In fact, I read an article the other day about women who have changed their standard of what beauty is. And it's really kind of impacted their way that they view themselves because now they don't have to go into the office and wear heels and buy fancy clothes and and you know get their hair blown out and their nails always done. And all of the things that we do to keep up for ourselves, mostly for our jobs, has changed. So how do you feel about this whole thing with identity and changing from that more traditional workforce to something more flexible? Well, that's that's another part of the decision-making process. You know, lots of people derive energy from more corporate environments and they they love to either be around a lot of people or be working remotely with a lot of people and have that structure and you know, feel like something solid is behind them, as solid as, as solid as it can be these days. And you really have to think about if you are going to go the more entrepreneurial route, being a freelancer, a consultant, or or starting a business, a, another kind of business of some kind, is that going to have the same kind of energy for you? Are you going to feel motivated um, working by yourself um, a lot of the time? It's not just working at home because, you know, people who are working at home now are working for companies and they still have a lot of interaction with different people. But if you're working on a freelance project or a consulting project or you're, you know, starting up a business by yourself, it can be very isolating. So you have to, you know, you have to figure out, is that the energy, which energy do I need? And a lot of women really do identify with being attached to, and a lot of men, I mean, a lot of everybody being attached to, especially a a brand name company. And so you can say to yourself, okay, well, I know that I like that. Could I replicate that 
in a different kind of situation. So for example, if I'm a freelancer, would it you know, be possible that I could have a portfolio of clients that I could develop over time uh, where I'm still being exposed to that kind of, of talent and stature in, in the business world? You know, these are all the, all the things that you have to think about. But, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I really advise women to be very careful about is, is the entrepreneurial route. Now, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16. Um, I've had, you know, corporate jobs in between and along the way, but I've, I've really always been an entrepreneur. So I, I totally um, am on board about having your own thing and, and the flexibility of it and, and all the things that are great about it. But I always say that not everybody is type E. And what I mean by that is type E for entrepreneur. And you really have to think about whether that's you. Because even if you're just having a, you know, writing or editing freelance business, it still means that you have to wear lots of different hats that you might not want to wear. And so when when women come to me and they say, well, you know, I think that I want to start my own business or my own consultancy or whatever, I'll say, okay, well, that sounds good. Let's explore that. So what do you think of sales? And then they'll say, sales, that's not the business that I want to start. And I'll say, yes, but every business that you start, whether it's a product or a service or a store or whatever it is, you have to have a sales and marketing mindset. And you also have to have some financial sense because you're not going to be, you know, hiring a financial staff um, immediately. And if you take somebody on as an employee, you've got the HR stuff and there's, you know, all the administrative work that goes along with having a business, even if you're just a freelancer. I mean, the, the taxes can be pretty complicated. So you really have to think about whether you're type B and that's a cultural thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is definitely a whole different way of being, <laughs> not even just working, but it's a whole different way of being, which I think is is a, an important thing. Now, when you were talking before about job sharing or part-time, I think sometimes people have the notion of part-time equaling not professional work. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that might be outside of what we expect? I mean, there's certainly part-time professions that people you know, are doing. Because I also think that sometimes we think, well, I, I definitely want more flexibility in my life and I need my job to kind of fit with everything else that I'm doing, raising kids and all the other hats that I'm wearing. But I went to college for this and I spend a lot of time in my career building up experience for this. Is there a place for women like that in the part-time flexible work space? Absolutely. And, you know, this is one of the misconceptions um, that endures that you know you're not that long ago if if you wanted a part-time job you needed to go to you know the gap or ann taylor or william sonoma or wherever i knew tons of women who worked in doctor's offices answering phones and those were the kinds of of part-time jobs that were available but it has changed dramatically there are so many more 
part-time arrangements. And, you know, one of the most important things to realize is that part-time positions are advertised, but not always. And and sometimes through your networking um, and what I call networking research, as you're talking to people about the fact that, you know, you might have, you know, once been in uh, marketing and that you'd like a, a part-time marketing role now. Well, as you're, t- as you're speaking to lots of people in the marketing area, you may find that someone sees your experience and thinks, wow, gee, you know, this is, maybe we don't want to hire anyone else right now, but we sure could use your talent on, a, on an intermittent basis. On a, or maybe we could hire you part-time. Maybe we could hire you on a, on a project basis. So a lot of the, of the part-time can be uncovered. I am not a proponent of looking for a job through the mass market job boards, but one job board that I think is is very good is Flex Jobs. And if you if you look on the Flex Jobs website, you will see lots of part-time roles. I also direct women to my website uh, where I have something called the Flex Work for Women Alliance. Now there is a list of companies that specialize, they're boutique recruiting firms, and they specialize in helping women find less than full-time work in in many different kinds of structures. But they're all really professional. You know, it's not that you have to work at a store anymore or a doctor's office. And you don't have to throw away your schooling and everything that you've done in your career up to that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so liberating, I think, for a lot of people, because you do feel like sometimes, you know, you you put in all of this time and money and effort, and now you're stuck into this job that really is just going to require you to be at the office forever. Now, if for people who maybe they've been working from home because of COVID-19, but now their work is saying, okay, everyone's going to start coming back to the office soon. But there are women that are like, well, I kind of like this, having working from home, or I will, I want more flexibility in my life. What steps do you think are the best way to start getting back out into the workforce? Is it just starting to update your resume and networking or what things can they do specifically so that they can find something that it is a little bit more flexible if they need to? Okay. I had to interrupt this episode to ask you a question. How are you implementing what you are learning from this show? I mean, it's really great that you're investing in yourself to learn how to grow in each area of your life, but I want you to really apply these things so that you can reap the benefits of a more balanced life. If you're not sure how to begin, I wanna invite you to join Life Balance Membership. Inside the membership, you'll find courses to help you create the habits that allow you to move forward with what you are learning. Plus, you'll have resources for each area of your life to help you take the guesswork out of figuring out how to create balance for yourself. For example, we have a full career guide that guides you through annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily routines to help you reach your career goals. It's actually what to do, how to start your work day, wrap up your work week, type checklists, and more. And that's just one area of life and one resource in it. Plus, you'll get access to the membership community and our member-exclusive podcast episodes where we take things to the next level in your self-coaching, like how to set boundaries and what to do when you struggle to make a new habit stick. You can try it for free for seven days, which is the perfect amount of time, by the way, to take the seven-day Clear the Chaos course. It's an excellent place to start. 
Just upgrade inside the Your Life Rocks app or go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more. Oh, and members save money on things like our 12-week program, Life Balance Method, and the Life Balance Planner and so much more. So join inside the app or go to lifebalancemembership.com. So are you asking for women who are currently working and they're thinking that they're going to have to go back to the office and don't want to go back to the office? So then they want to look for something else? Yeah. Or even women, like I know a couple people in our membership community, they haven't had the option to work from home. They've still had to been going in the office and all of their friends are working from home and they're seeing and hearing all of this stuff and it looks wonderful to them. And they think, I want more options on being flexible. Maybe I need to change my job. Like, what is that first thing that they should be doing to kind of get ready for that step? Well, the first thing I always say, and again, harking back to what I just started called the Four Jobs Club, I always say that if you like, if you're currently working and you like what you're doing, you like your company, you like your boss, but what you don't like is the lack of flexibility. I always say be very careful before you give up that job because it would then be the five jobs club because trying to find a new job is another job to add to your plate. So true. It's not the sort of thing that you can do a couple hours a week. I mean, you really have to put time against it and consistency. And, and you know, as a career coach... I have met so, so many women who told me that, you know, they had to leave their job because there just wasn't any flexibility. And when I press and ask, okay, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? And how did you approach trying to get flexibility? Nine times out of 10, what I hear is that they made a simple ask. You know, they basically said, you know, do you think I can work home from home a couple times a week? Um, it might be, you know, that they're saying I, you know, in this environment, you know, I've really enjoyed working at home. Can I still do that two or three times a week? And it, it really just can't be a simple ask. You have to make a professional pitch for flexibility. And, you know, if you do that and you are shot down, then... And, and it seems, you know, the handwriting's on the wall that you're you're probably never going to get the flexibility you need. Then it's time to take on that fifth job. But first, you need to try to make a professional pitch. And what I mean by that is, you know, make believe you're talking to a client and you, you know, you really want to talk about you know, how is this arrangement going to work? If you work fewer hours or if you work different hours because, you know, you're homeschooling uh, or you're over you're overseeing remote school and the middle of the day is really hard for you and you'd like to work, you know, more early in the morning and maybe into the evening, you know, whatever. You have to really think about okay, I can't just be saying what's good for me. I have to be making sure that this isn't going to be a disadvantage for my employer. So how am I going to make sure that, you know, the work gets done in different hours and that, and how am I going to manage people or be, you know, members of the team 
a member of the team that's working normal hours or, you know, whatever. But you have to start thinking about what are all the possible roadblocks or worries um, that your boss would have about a, a different arrangement. And you have to hit on each one of those things. You know, you can say, I, I'd like to work 30 hours instead of 50 hours a week and, you know, basically go part-time. Well, you can't just make that statement. You have to say, and if I do that, I think that I would focus on these five key areas. And I've made a list of all the projects, initiatives that are, you know, kind of back burner projects, less important. And I think that we could give some of those back burner projects to the more junior staff as development opportunities. You know, it's that kind of thinking that makes a boss say, okay, you've thought this through. You're you're not going to let anything fall through the cracks. And, you know, we'll give it a go. And giving it a go often means saying, let's try it for three months or six months or whatever. And, and let's, you know, at the end of three months, figure out what's working, what's not working. And, you know, if it's something that we should go forward with. But that's that's a professional pitch versus can I work from home three days a week? I love that. So first kind of figuring out what it is that you want and then like what advantages to your employer, what obstacles might come up and how you can like circumvent that, like what objections they might have from do for you doing that. And then like coming up with like a time frame that's kind of a trial period, right? Right. All right. Now, if someone wants to take on the fifth job. Well, if you want to take on the fifth job, which in some cases is necessary, um, if you've reached that roadblock, or if you want to do something different, reinvent a little bit. If you, you know, might want to go into a different industry, um, you know, there are all kinds of reasons that that you might want to, you know, get back in the workforce. Not to, you know, not the least of which is that you might have been furloughed or laid off. So, really. I find that about 99.9% of people, men and women, are going about a job search in the wrong way. And that is everyone from college kids who are, you know, looking for their first jobs all the way up to executives. And that's because, and I mentioned this before, so many people think, oh, I'm looking for a job. Well, that means I'm just going to go onto the job boards and I'm going to shoot my resume off to, you know, any job that seems to be a fit with my profile. The problem is, of course, that thousands and thousands of other people are doing that. And lots of people who are feeling more desperate, they shoot their resume to jobs that they're really not even qualified for um, because they're just, you know, throwing things and, and seeing, you know, what might stick. So what happens is that the job boards become these massive black holes uh, where hiring managers couldn't possibly look through all the resumes that they get for each job opening. And because it's not human, humanly possible, what do they do? They pick up the phone and they ask f five friends, who do you know for this marketing job? So. It always has been 
And it always will be, despite all these job boards, that finding a job is a networking exercise. And, you know, people hear the word networking and and they feel like, oh, I can't stand the thought of that. Yeah. But it is not as bad as it used to be. And it doesn't mean going to networking meetings and standing there awkwardly. Um, We can't do that anyway now. What it means is trying to talk to, to connect to as many people as possible who are in your area of interest and can offer you some data, some intelligence about the kinds of opportunities that are out there, where your skills and experience is is likely going to fit, um, the kinds of jobs and the kinds of companies that are going to, you know, cover your nut and, and offer the compensation that you need. All of that is what I call networking research. And you start out with your inner circle. Everybody has an inner circle of, you know, current, past uh, colleagues, um, people that you've worked with on volunteer projects. Um, It doesn't always have to be someone who's in your field because, you know, you could be talking to someone who's an engineer and say, I'm looking for a marketing job and I'm I'm trying to get a, a good feel for, you know, what's going on with digital marketing right now. And that engineer isn't going to know about digital marketing, but each one of us knows people in marketing. So, you know, that engineer can say, you know, speak to my friend who I know is in the marketing field and probably could direct you. So it's a, it's an activity of continually broadening and broadening and broadening your circles, asking for information, not asking for jobs initially, just asking for information so that you know that you are headed off in the right direction. And every time you talk to somebody, you say, who else would you suggest that I speak with? You get two or three more names and it keeps mushrooming. And then you use the magic of LinkedIn because You're going to have companies in your geographic area or maybe outside your geographic area that really interest you. And you're going to want to find ways to get to the insiders of that that company so that you can get information and and get some connections and, and find, you know, ways in. Yeah. LinkedIn is such a powerful tool for networking because it, it, kind of does somebody even ask those questions for you, who you should you speak to next, right? It always like recommends, you know, someone who knows this person, so you should connect with them. Like it kind of auto feeds you some of that networking. And, you know, I'm very much an introvert. So networking is not my favorite thing to do at all. I have a friend of mine who loves networking and she has loved this pandemic and the fact that she can sit at home and do Zoom calls that she calls like coffee meetings and just meet people all the time as like a way of networking. And and she loves that. But honestly, it like makes my skin crawl to even think about doing that. But having technology that you can message people or send them, you know, instant message on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or any of the other social networks, it really does take some of the, the pressure off. Absolutely. There's no reason that you have to invite people to a Zoom call. You know, if it's somebody that you um, that you know well and you want you want to do that, that's great. But so much can be done even via email. I mean, I I always say that 
what you're trying to do is get as many people as possible to talk to you for 15 minutes live, either by phone or if you're inclined by Zoom, because you can get a lot of information in that 15 minutes. But the, you know, the reality is, is people are busy. And so what I say to my coaching clients is that you create networking communications. You've got a little blurb that you send to people and ask them to connect on LinkedIn. You've got a blurb for uh, former colleagues and, and you know, people that other contacts tell you to connect with. And you, know, you can do that via email. You have two or three key research questions ready to go. And you can say, you know, in an email, you know, I'd love to talk to you for 15 minutes by phone or would just love your thoughts by email about these three questions. Because we're so busy, nobody wants to get into an open-ended conversation. So if you are, you know, very organized and you're saying, I'm interested in talking to you about these three things, you know, somebody who's very busy at eight o'clock at night can go back to your email and, you know, put some very valuable words down for you. That's so good. I love it. Well, Catherine, before I let you go, I feel like right now is almost like a, a new fresh opportunity for women in the workplace to find work that really does meet their life. Because I feel like more uh, employers are open to flexible working after looking at the pandemic and seeing what's possible and seeing that they were still able to get productivity from teams and from individuals. So what other advice would you have that maybe we haven't yet covered for women who are looking to have more flexibility in their work? Well, I really advise you to try to be more vocal about developing your own brand of ambition and success. I mean, that's one of the first very important steps to take. I think that as women, you know, we have a new vice president who's a woman. What I call the power sisterhood is is going to be even more vocal now that, um, you know, a woman's in the White House. And certainly I wanted a woman in the White House and I think we should have a woman president and I think there should be women at the top of corporations. But I also know that that is not possible, that, that most women do not have the personal bandwidth for those kinds of jobs. And it's not because they're not smart or capable. It's because they have those four jobs that I'm talking about. And so I, I think that a lot of kind of drinking the Kool-Aid goes on, um, especially at big companies where there's a lot of leadership training and, and trying to get women to the top and, and women sit there and nod their heads, but they're leaving at the end of the day and they're, you know, torn in so many directions um, and feeling like I, you know, yes, I sit there in that leadership training, but I, that's, that's really not for me, not now and maybe not forever. But that doesn't mean that I don't still want to develop my portfolio of skills and expertise, be a major contributor, make a difference. But, you know, you have to step back and say, no, I'm not a lightweight. If I don't want to be in the C-suite, I have to, you know, be in work that fits my life and, and fits my family's life. And really, when you boil it down, it's not so much what your title is. 
And yes, there are lots of people who want um, a big title. The most important thing, and it's also not how much money you make, although that is important too. The most important thing is consistency. It's finding a way to always work. And that may look different in different decades of your life, but that consistency of working and earning and saving and investing is really what you're after because that is going to nurture your career and and nurture your family. I always say that working is a form of caregiving for yourself and for your family too. Absolutely. And and even for your community, because when we earn, we give a lot. A lot of women are great givers when it comes to that. So I again, I champion or thank you for champion for women to be able to do that and to be able to really go after success that's redefined by them and not by what anyone else's success should look like. So Catherine, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to work with you, if they want to read your book... I know you've got some online courses that you have going on as well. How is the best way for people to connect with you and learn more? You can reach me at Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, at CatherineSalman.com. And if, um, if you go to my website, there's lots of information about all my services and my book and and now um, this Four Jobs Club, uh, which is totally free, and I think um, going to be a, a really great platform for women to help each other. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing all of this wisdom with us. For everyone who is looking to have more flexibility in their work, I definitely think that it is something that, that we're all searching for and the tools that you provide are invaluable. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. It was great being here. Good luck to everyone. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, Maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com. Your Life Rocks.